This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, we're going to talk about how to influence without authority. Often you hear me speaking about work that I'm doing with senior leaders and senior executives. At the same time, I'm often doing work with high potential clients as well. So let me tell you about a very typical kind of a scenario that I'd run into with my high potential clients. Here's a young woman who's on the fast track. She's a mover and shaker as a scientist in her business, highly educated, She's been promoted ahead of schedule, and she's already adding value to the company, to the clients, to the customers, and she's being groomed and being considered for future opportunities at the organization. Now, the challenge is that she's been promoted into a job where she's got to work with her peers in order to be successful. In other words, collectively, they are a high-performance team where their work is interdependent. The challenge is she doesn't have authority over them, obviously, as peers. Most of them are more than 10 years older than she is. The majority of these other scientists are also males, and they have been at the company for a long time. When they look at her, they're not sure in their minds that she has yet paid her dues and they're not so sure yet that they really want to accept her into the the team, if you will, into the club, even though she is technically on the team. So this particular client was having a challenge of regularly offering some suggestions about what could be done in the business that could actually take success to a different level. And her peers were just not interested in following up on those suggestions. Here's what I want to share with you. I want to share with you what are some influence and collaboration techniques and strategies that you can use if you find yourself in a situation like this. And it's what we did with her that actually helped and actually worked. So number one, We had to talk about listen first to understand the Stephen Covey principle. Stephen Covey talked a lot about first listen to understand. My client had a tendency to go in and to talk about her idea and her recommendation and her suggestion and to advocate for that. So what we had to focus on was flipping the script a little bit so that she went in really to hear the point of view of others and to learn more about what they were thinking about and what they thought should be done as opposed to taking the stance of trying to convince them to see it her way or to do something different. So she's there as a listener, listening to understand their point of view. That's number one. Number two, we focused on helping her to ask lots of open-ended questions. 
An open-ended question allows the other person to say more. They can't just answer with a yes or a no. Most really helpful open-ended questions will begin with either how or what. Now, there are some beginnings that you might want to avoid. For example, you wouldn't want to use too many why questions because when you ask why, then the person is thinking that you're being combative a little bit and they get on the defensive and it's, you're challenging their authority and challenging their thoughts. So why, even though you don't necessarily answer yes or no, that one sort of brings up the defenses. So we'd say stick more with the how and what. What you want to avoid would also be things like, well, do you, did you, because these are all yes, no answers. And what you really want to do is to get this peer or colleague talking a bit more. So I'd say use your natural curiosity to really learn more about that other person's viewpoint, including any objections that they might have about some of the things that you've been saying. You want to learn about those objections because maybe once you understand what the roadblocks are, you can craft something that actually addresses those objections and roadblocks. But if you don't know what they are, you haven't listened for them, you haven't asked about them, then of course there's no way to address them. So that's number two, ask lots of open-ended questions. Number three, find out what is most important to your peers. And a lot of times smart people go in thinking about sharing what's most important to them. But what you really have to do is understand better the goals and objectives of the other person. And then you ask yourself, how can I, with my skills, knowledge, and expertise, help them to achieve those goals? So now you're being seen as that true partner, this person who's not threatening, but who's there to add value to them first. So when you add value first, you're actually proving yourself as that trusted partner. So number three, find out what's most important to them, figure out how you can add value, help them achieve those goals and objectives. So then once you do that, you get to number four and number four, okay, you've got some traction. You've proved yourself a little bit. They're now a little bit more enthusiastic about you and what you can do. Maybe you had a 10-point plan for what you think is really important for change and innovation. Well, you know, start small. You don't have to roll out the whole 10-point plan. Maybe now you test one element. You test one element, and it's a demonstration project. And collectively with your peers, you're mutually agreeing in advance on the success criteria and what success looks like so that if you do this new thing that's not been done before, you're all agreeing to what's going to be the outcome that we see as acceptable. As you have a win on one of those items from the 10-point plan, you can then come back later and add a few more points. So you can move at a different pace and realize that Rome wasn't built just in a day. All right, so let me summarize what we've been talking about so far about how to influence without authority. Number one, listen to understand. Number two, 
ask lots of open-ended questions. Number three, find out what is most important to your peers or those you're trying to influence and see how you can add value there first. And then number four, select maybe one piece of your 10-point change for innovation to implement. Now, not only is it important to be aware of those four points, but there are a couple watchouts to keep in mind when implementing this kind of a, a perspective. Number one, you must continue to listen and partner even as you see your peer starting to warm up to you. Don't switch gears in the middle and suddenly start advocating because then now your peers are going to think, oh, well, that was fake. And now you're just being manipulative. So you want to be consistent and stay in the partner mode. This is very important. And I've seen people derail themselves because they start off well. And as soon as they start getting traction, they switch back to their old technique of advocacy. So be on the lookout for that. Number two, I'd say be patient and take your time. Sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. And I know that's a hard thing to hear because as a new person who's been promoted early, you're thinking, I've got to make my mark right away. And you may make your mark faster by slowing it down a pace. So here's what I would say. If you are an executive team member and you are developing high potentials in your organization and you want to talk a little bit more about that, great give me a call. On the other hand, if you are someone who's aspiring to be on the executive team one day and you're in that high potential group, definitely contact me as well to talk a little bit more about even additional strategies about how to get your voice heard in the organization. And I would also recommend my book because my book really does provide a lot of examples about what you can do to advance your career. So my book is called Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And it's available on Amazon. So happy reading, and I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com.